Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And really excited about this one today uh, to have my guy Alex Dimchek on with us. A great guy doing some great things. And so first off, Alex, man, thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Grateful that we finally got an opportunity to connect, man. Chip, thanks for having me. I've heard amazing things about you from multiple people. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show. That's that's legit. <laughs> and I've seen you all over on social media making an impact. So yeah, man, the, the honor is mine. And it's uh, it's great to be here to talk today with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's dive into it. If you don't mind uh, sharing with the audience, you know, your life story and kind of track that story to now so people know who you are and what it is you do. Yeah. So going back to I mean, middle school and high school days, I was a sports fanatic, like probably many listeners. I loved any kind type of sports. And in the back of my mind, I always wanted to play in college. And so that was something that I kind of set my dreams on set, try to discipline myself to put myself in a position to play college athletics. And I finally, I did get the chance. Um, I grew up in an awesome, very supportive household, my parents and awesome family and um, just support any dream that I ever wanted to try. And so football was that thing. And so I I pursued it and I, I walked on at University of Missouri and it was around the time why well, if you're if you're around AM, you're probably an Aggie fan, but we, you know, over here where I live in Columbia, we're, we're obviously Mizzou fans, but uh so we'll have to see when we play each other this year how it goes. But yes. uh <laughs> but yeah, so I walk on at Mizzou. It's a great experience. You know, we were transitioning from the Big 12 to the SEC. And honestly, it's probably like you or some of your listeners when like when you're in the zone, when you feel like you're in kind of your flow, you're doing what you love to do life is good and that was my freshman and sophomore year I was a walk-on quarterback and you know as a walk-on you have to kind of earn it every day like no, tomorrow's not guaranteed and going into my junior season you have this position coach like meeting every single year with your just your so for me it was my quarterback's coach and and the recruiting assistant and and so I walk into this meeting and usually it was very it was a very chill meeting uh, for the most part and so I walk in and I sit down and one of these coaches, you know, he looks, looks across the table and he says, Alex, I want to shoot you straight. We've brought someone in actually from Texas to take your spot. We've over scholarship to quarterback. We don't have room for you. And for me at that point in my life, you know, football was my identity. I was Alex, the quarterback, Alex, the football player. At least that's how I viewed myself. That's what I did. That's who I was. And so in like the blink of an eye, he's telling me this and it, I mean, it just crushed me. And he said, so you're, you have two options. Option number one is you're cut. Like it was a total business transaction. And option number two is you can stay on the team as this volunteer assistant coach, no pay, none of that. And he's like, oh yeah, by the way, you have to decide in this meeting what you want to do. And so just imagine, you know, my mind is, my mind's racing. You know, I put my life and soul into this thing that I love and I thought I was decent at. And here I have to make this decision. So I didn't, I, my mind's racing. I didn't know really even what to say, but I'm like, the season's coming up. I'm like, I guess I'll be this assistant coach, whatever that even means, you know? And so 
I um, remember walking out of that meeting room and I get in my truck and just park it. And I remember just crying and, and being so humiliated. Here I am, a guy that I feel like I let down so many people who've supported me. And so the first practice was a few days after that. And I, I had the weekend to kind of sulk in my thoughts. And so I, I show up to the first practice. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to have a big coaching role. You know, maybe they're going to put me up in the press box. I'll call plays. I'll make a big impact. You know, this is what I'm thinking as a junior in college, right? And so I walk into this first meeting, this first practice, and one of the coaches says, hey, Alex, come here. I want to show you what your job's going to be. And I'm like, sweet. You know, give me that free Mizzou gear, you know, hook me up. And so I walk in. And, and this guy, this dude literally hands me this flag, this flag. He's like, so Alex, in practice, we need to work on our discipline. And so your job uh, during practice is when someone jumps off sides, you need to take this flag and throw it on the ground. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess I can handle that. I was like, so, so what part of practice? Like the beginning, the middle? He's like, what part of practice? He's like, we need you to do this for the entire practice and the entire season. Wow. And I'm sitting and this is I'm not exaggerating and I'm sitting there going like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the biggest demotion of my life. And so that entire for the sake of time, the entire junior season was me throwing the flag, me printing off copies for the coaches, me doing all the small things that were in a lot of ways humiliating while my buddies were living out the, their dream on the field. And um, and that grew me that year grew me. I had to now instead of try to elevate myself, I had to make others successful. And I had to make other quarterbacks who even took my spot. I had to say, man, how can I make them look better? Cause now I'm this assistant quarterbacks coach. And during that year, I started working on my first book, just like how you have many books. And, um, honestly, the humility of being brought low connected me with so many guys who I'm now to this day, uh, great friends with. And so what I had to learn, and I think just to kick us off here today, the lesson I had to learn was that leadership requires no title. You know, like doing the small things with excellence, it doesn't matter if you're the starting quarterback or you're cut like I was. Um, leadership requires no title. And I continued to work out hard that entire junior season, hoping to get back on the team my senior year. Eventually, I did get back my senior year as a quarterback. We went to the Citrus Bowl. It was a great experience. But the reason I share that with you on your podcast today, Chip, is that I think when I look back, I actually, in some ways, made a bigger impact the year that I felt like I had no title, no reason, you know, um, I wasn't the starting quarterback, but the people on that team that saw me stick with it, not that I did it perfectly, but the people that I, I resonated with, I connected with, those are the same people that today I, I still talk with and, and they just have this respect. And again, I didn't do it perfectly. It was a very, very hard year, but I think when we speak to the excellence, doing, doing the small things over time, I'm so grateful that happened because honestly, I don't know if we'd be on this podcast right now if I wasn't humiliated and went through that experience in my life. So yeah, man, that's a little bit about my story. Live in Columbia, Missouri now, uh, married to my wife. And then we have a one and a half year old daughter named Kennedy. My wife's name is Aaron. I got to give her a shout out, but life is good, man. And um, uh, yeah, just so grateful to be with you today. You know, <clears throat> just hearing you talk about this story, it, it made me reflect on lots. And I had a similar um and and I'll just share this with you. When I even before we got on and following you and you know us knowing similar people, me following your story, hearing that man, I had a, a similar something happen to me. Not quite, but similar, but humiliating when you look at it. But uh, you know, it just made me think about you know some of the the most humiliating things that happen to us uh, give us the most growth, right? And we just have to be, 
mature enough to be in the moment and understand, you know, what am I, what am I, why is this happening for me? Mm. You know, not why is this happening to me, but why is this happening for me? And same, same, just like you said, for the guys and much respect, you know, same thing. And you, I, you would have never known it at the moment. You just thinking, man, I'm horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. uh, like, man, like, man, like I'm not even good enough to, they got, they got me running co- the flag every day. <laughs> oh yeah. Come on, man. Right. Well, what you just said, man, about why is this happening for me? Like that, yeah. I mean, that simple mind shift could be life-changing for someone, oh, what you gosh. just said. And it's like, yes. here's the crazy thing, Chip, like at the time, I didn't know this, but now when I, just like you, when I go around and I speak to organizations, yep. I mean, now when I go speak to a group of athletes and I, I have the chance to talk with maybe a, a, a student athlete after, you know, the, after my talk that maybe let's say he broke, you know, he tore his ACL mm. or he's out for the mm. season. You know, I have this newfound um, compassion almost yes. for a guy like that, where I can, I can speak into his life and say, listen, in a way I've been there and, and here's how I got through. And, and so I wouldn't have had that to your point. Yeah. I wouldn't have had that perspective if I wouldn't have been brought low in that way. And so, man, how you said that, that it retweet to what you just said. That was great. So. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, you know, and uh, since we're down South guys, I want to hit you with this one too. You know, just hearing your story of, uh, you know, man, them doing that to you, you know, like those girls, baby, bless your heart, baby. <laughs> bless, bless your heart. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, you you hate that those things happen, but then on the other side, you know, that there's maximum growth. If, like you said, you have that those simple mindset shifts. But then also, here's the bigger picture, too, is, Alex, there, there's nothing in your life ever that you will ever face that will be tougher to you than that situation mm. you know and and, yeah. and that's and that's what it's been to me uh, in my life and i've been able to like reflect on oh that's this is nothing <laughs> you know like i like i was broken i was like humpty dumpty like all the king's horses and all the king's <laughs> men couldn't put chip baker back together again right <laughs> i was uh, i was broken man and and just you know, I just like, like, as you were telling your story, I just felt the hurt all over again. Because I know like just, it just breaks you. Like when mm-hmm. you've committed, like the commitment, like bro, you're a quarterback. I don't know, bro. Like you're committed to being a quarterback. Like you don't just, you don't just show up. And, uh, no, no, no. You have to put the extra work in to be the dude quarterback. And so, man, right. I just, I commend you for bouncing back. I commend you for, for, for sticking it out. And, and, and I commend you for the lessons that you share, uh, your life lessons that you are sharing and will continue to share with people because it's, it's a blessing. Just so you know, it's a blessing to me. It's a blessing to a lot of people. And so, man, I just and I just I'm so happy for you and I wish you the, the best of luck with everything, my man. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate that affirmation coming from you who you've yeah. achieved these high levels of success. So I really appreciate you saying that. Yes, sir. Well, let's. What are what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? Man, I, there's a lot of ways I could go with that yeah. uh, question, but I would say you know, uh, being married to my wife and uh, having our first daughter. I guess that would be two things. I don't know. You can put them as one. That's just been uh, great. Some great, awesome experiences. Being a dad for the first time is pretty unbelievable. Uh, my faith is a big part of my life, and as a Christian, and so that kind of guides what I do and how I do it. And again, not just like everyone else, not perfect, but uh, 
just know that, um, you know, God loves me and, and I, I don't have to have my performance tied up in it. And how do I, you know, my identity isn't in those things and it's, it's in something greater. And so that, so that's really, that's really encouraging. And, um, I would say, man, that's been a win. The best decision I've ever made was, uh, you know, following, following the Lord, uh, with my life. And, um, so I guess that's three, but I mean, I'm sure there's other sports ones that I'm leaving out, but honestly, those aren't as important as the things I just mentioned. So those are a few highlights. And then, um, I will say this one, I guess, on a, on a work-related note, maybe if there's someone out there listening that's kind of thinking about what they want to do next. For the last five years, I was in corporate America in sales and had a very comfortable job uh, was being successful. And um, I'd been building up this speaking business on the side. I was kind of a, as a side hustle doing it. And um, last September, I started getting uh, like this racing heartbeat, kind of like this anxiety. And I've never had anything like this before. And so I go into the doctor, they do an EKG. And they're like, Hey, everything looks good. You're fine. But they're like, what are you doing for work? And I said the, you know, seven things I was trying to juggle all at once. And they were like, that's your problem. They're like, this is a stress induced thing. And they're like, if you scale down, um, you're going to get some margin back in your life. And so that was last September. And I'd been feeling for a long time, like, you know what, if I want to pursue this speaking thing, I need to go all in at some point. And, um, that was in September. And so I, I mean, my wife and I started talking and praying. I mean, we had a one-year-old daughter. My wife stays at home. And so from the world standards, like there would never be a worse time to quit my full-time job and go all in. Right. But we just felt like, you know, God was leading us that way. And, um, I think it just speaks to also for four or five years on the side, I was, I was grinding. I was, I was doing this side hustle that I really was passionate about. I'm like, man, I would love to do this someday with my life, similar to what you do, like someone like John Gordon, that's, that's the type of work I want to do. And so we took a leap of faith. I'm, I talked with 12 different people in my life, John Gordon being one of them, uh, people in the mortgage industry where I was working, people in full-time speakers. And I just asked them, I said, hey, when you look at me and this is where, this is where I want to go, I want to go all in as a speaker and an author. And um, you know, here are my numbers. I was really vulnerable. I was like, hey, what are your thoughts? What are your downsides? And 12 out of 12 people in my life, people that I knew cared about me, who I knew would tell me the truth, they were like, Alex, you need to go for it. And so December 21st, right before Christmas, uh, I walked out of a, an awesome company, Veterans United Home Loans, for the last time. And it, uh, they were so uh, such a great company. So it was nothing to do with them. It was simply, it just wasn't the best fit for me. And uh, so I, I walked out, I quit um, and did it the right way and, and just still have so many friends at that organization. But I went all in on what I, what I love doing, and that's writing and speaking and then um, obviously just came out with the sale with John Gordon. And that's been such a fun book to travel all over the country and speak about. And then last year started a company called writemybooks.com where we help people write and publish their books. So sorry if that was a long-winded answer. Um, but yeah, the last, I guess this is month seven, month six or seven of me being full, you know, all in as an entrepreneur. I hope I never have to go back to corporate. Uh, but um, I learned a ton of lessons there as well that helped me transition to this stage of, of being an entrepreneur. And it's fun. It's it's challenging, but it's like a different type of stress. It's a stress that I enjoy uh, rather than a stress where I'm like banging my head against a wall. So truly blessed, man. And, and those are just a few things lately that have been huge accomplishments or huge things that I am just, I guess, proud of in my life. So good. So good. I, uh, <clears throat> I love that. Love hearing your journey. I love hearing you talk about the things that, that you're proud of. You know, just hearing that um, I would consider that to be hugely successful. So let's, let's hit on success. What is, what is your definition of success? Yes, that's a great question. And uh, I actually had a mentor named John Draghi, who what's cool is 
uh, on my podcast, the Alex Demchek Leadership Podcast. I had him on and uh, he actually was diagnosed with cancer. And so I, we knew that kind of time was running out. And um, I, I said, I said, John, what do you want people to say your funeral? And he was a very athletic guy, ran marathons. I mean, just, just a mentor, a pastor from uh, just an awesome guy, family guy. And he said, Alex, the good thing is I've answered this question 20 years ago. He said, uh, and he was only in his fifties when he passed away. And he said, my answer is this, when I look back and what I want people to say at my funeral is I want people, his name was John. He said, I want people to say that they loved that they knew that John loved God and he loved me. And, uh, and what's really cool about that is funeral. Um, it was actually, unfortunately, a lot of it was virtual because of COVID. And so I, you know, wish could have, wish a lot of people could have been there, but it was a lot of people tuned in virtually and honored his life. But um, it was just very cool to hear his family that got up and spoke and, and almost said that verbatim thing. And so it's just, that's a podcast that I'll always cherish because I still have it to, obviously on, on anywhere podcasts are, it's, it's online. Um, but, but I, I'm going to steal his answer just in honor of him, because truly for me that at the end of the day, that is success and all these other things, Wall Street Journal bestseller, doing all these other things, those, those fade away. Those are uh, in some ways meaningless compared to, you know, knowing that God, I was loved by God. I love God and I loved other people and, and tried to make this a better place. So for me, man, that's it. And I think when you have this, maybe for people that are listening that aren't people of faith, that's totally fine for you. It's, it's for everyone. I think we have to find this thing that's bigger than ourselves and say, man, how can I because when you have this long-term view, then it frames your day-to-day. And I think for me, again, not perfect, but when I have this overarching view of who I want to become, it definitely changed the way I make decisions on the, the daily. So good, man. So good. Well, <clears throat> I was going to say now to the fun part, but it's all been, it's all been fun for me, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> but uh, I guess the funner part now. So what I want to do, Alex, man, is just throw out, uh, three words, you know, based off of our interview conversation, there's some things that have come up for me. I just want to throw these words or phrases out to you. And when I do that, I just want you to talk about what comes to mind or what comes to heart for you uh, when you hear these words or phrases. You good yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. So the first one is identity. Yeah. So, I mean, for me as a Christian, my identity is in Christ. And I think when I go back to that story I told of football was my identity. Like that is a, um, anything that is like temporary or anything that can be taken away. That's a pretty, not a great identity. That's not a great plan to have your identity based in those things. Because as you heard my story, it was taken away like this. And just like anything, whether it's, you know, even money, I think we have to guard ourselves against that. Like, Hey, I'm going to put my identity wrapped up in my success financially. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) Have you seen the stock market lately? <laughs> Have you seen this crazy housing market? You know, I mean, um, we, we could be facing a recession. Who knows? And if you put your hope in those things, and those can very easily fade away. So good, man. All right. The next one is the sale. Mm. No, thanks for teeing that up. So my book with John Gordon, who you're good friends with John. And, um, you know, our book came out April 26th. And so we've been at it for a while now with the book launch. It's super exciting. Yeah. The sale is, uh, just like many of your listeners probably know, John Gordon has 25 books, many of them bestsellers. And the sale was a book that we wrote to, we, you know, co-authors together. And, and the whole concept of the book is about character and integrity. And we really felt like in today's society, 
the conversation um, is kind of left integrity is kind of left out in some ways because these you know whether it's an organization that maybe a CEO who makes a more a, a decision that causes a huge moral failure that has a ripple effect on so many people's lives or maybe it's someone making a decision behind closed doors that really affects people negatively we're saying what would it look like to have high levels of success but then do it with integrity and do it in a way in which you look back on your life and you're you're proud of how you did it and so um, the story of the book it's it's a, a captivating story with a few twists and turns along the way but it's essentially about a guy named Matt who is achieving success at a high level but um, he's doing it at a cost. He's trying to reach these financial goals, do all these things. But his wife, his own wife, Kendra says, Hey, if you don't change, like uh, we're getting a divorce, I didn't sign up for this. And so Matt ends up meeting this mentor named Randy who teaches them these principles and laws about integrity. I can't tell your listeners the ending of the story. They'll have to read it. You know, they'll have to go check it out, but um, it's really cool to see the transformation of the main character. And, and we tried to write the book in a way where all of us could relate to Matt, who's the main character. And that's some awesome feedback when we've been receiving is obviously people finished the book and loved it, but Hey, I really resonated with some of this stuff and it made me be introspective. And I think for us, that's a huge win. We didn't just write this for us. It's, it's message is way bigger than us. It's how can people take this, take it back to their families, their teams and truly grow from it. Good stuff. Well, <clears throat> the last one, uh, Alex, I'm going to pause a little bit before I give you this one, because it's a good one. But the last one is legacy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question. And I think it's kind of tied into my the first answer with with um, about John Draghi and just, you know, because when I think about his legacy and then the way that he led the way that he, um, I mean, eventually he passed away, but the life he lived, I mean, he left an amazing legacy. And I think um, so many of us are consumed with the day-to-day like what are my tasks today what are my what what do i have to do and we are so consumed with what we do rather than who we're becoming in the process and i think a lot of times yeah a lot of times it takes like a tragedy or someone something really bad happening for everyone to pause you know you think back to 9-11 right when 9-11 happened you know that the month after and even i think a few months after you know, church attendance across the nation was at record highs. I mean, record everyone, people who were saying, I don't even believe in God. They're like, I- I'm going to church <laughs> because I think deep down they did believe in God, but maybe they didn't want to admit it. And so, you know, record church attendance, but then after a while that fades away. And so I think for, for people listening, it's saying, and for my legacy, knowing that I, I want to, to maximize my potential with the gifts that I've been given to give God glory. I mean, that's what I want my life to be about. And um, you know, raise a family and, and, and honor God with what I've been given. But I think when, for people carving out their own legacy, it's like, yeah, what are you, are you thinking about just right here, right now, which is fun, which is good. You have to do the micro, but on, on the higher level, and what are you doing to think forward into the future? Like when you see yourself 20 years from now, and what do you want to be able to say about the last 20 years that you've spent, you know, and it's, um, I, I was saying that during COVID, when COVID, when the pandemic was hitting, it's like, you know, how do you want to look back on this time? Do you want to know that you just got better or worse? I mean, the reality is we know you never stay the same, you get better or worse. And so I think when it comes to your legacy, it's, I think you have to be intentional. You have to carve out time and say, what, what do I want? What's bigger than me? That's, um, that'll make me proud when I'm someday when, when we pass away, cause we all do yeah. just like, uh, yeah. my mentor, mentor, John Draghi, it's he, he, he knew his answer to that question 24 
he did pass away and, and then he could live intentionally and, and live in a way that um, allowed him to live that legacy. So good. Well, man, <clears throat> before we get off, I'd love for you to share with the audience where they can follow you, check you out and show you some love with all of the amazing things you have going on. I appreciate that. Yeah, my my social media is just my name, Alex Demchek, and uh, my uh, uh, my company, uh, Write My Books. is uh, It's actually our company name is Streamline Books, but our website is writemybooks.com. And we actually give a discount to any of Chip's listeners who um, – we give you a discount on the book process just for being, you know, cause chip's awesome. We love to collaborate with chip. And, uh, and then my website is just alexspeaking.com. You can find out more about the sale, the book at the So I really appreciate the time chip and, and yeah, man, I've just been hearing great things about you. I know we're going to connect in person at some point when our schedules align, but man, this has been so cool to, to kind of vibe with you on here. Yeah, Alex, man, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. Truly appreciate it. And again, my man, I wish you a continued success. You as well, man. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.